Good afternoon. I'm Colonel Dave McNulty, commander of the 102nd Intelligence Wing. I uh, am coming to you from my office overlooking a completely empty parking lot. It's the Thursday before what would have been our April drill. Uh, our initial plan was that the Air Combat Command Inspector General would be starting our capstone inspection uh, tomorrow morning at 0700. So uh, certainly our reality has changed significantly in the past few weeks and since our last uh, uh, time together at the May uh, regular scheduled drill. So by highlighting the fact that I've got an empty parking lot here uh, in a generally an empty building, it highlights kind of the concerns that we have for COVID and what our priorities are uh, today and going forward. First and foremost, our priority is to keep you, the airmen of the 102nd Intelligence Wing, and your family safe. And by doing that, we've, uh, we've preserved that force and we're standing ready to support the state and local authorities as they need us. But as we look at it, we're still on the rise and we have not hit the apex for COVID. So you can expect that uh, many, many more members of the Massachusetts National Guard at large and the 102nd in particular will be tasked. So the three lines of effort that we're looking at as far as protecting airmen and family and keeping the mission going, first and foremost is protecting our people. That's following the CDC guidelines and the Massachusetts Department of Health guidelines on strict hygiene, washing your hands, social distancing, not gathering, not going out unless you've got uh, an essential reason to do so, and following all those best practices. Also realizing that by following those practices and not deviating from them, we're actually gonna shorten the timeline of this. If you take, uh, you know, cut corners and you uh, take risks, it's only gonna extend uh, the COVID crisis out. In the meantime, we're trying to maintain our mission readiness. Uh, this is a challenge, obviously, in this environment. What we uh, have for our home station missions that are performing federal Title X missions, uh, those mission essential tasks have not changed. We still need to conduct them. What we have done is, to the mask extent possible, we've used telework, and where we can't use telework for people who have to come in and perform their jobs, either because they're in a uh, secure environment or because they do hands-on jobs, We've tried to use shift schedules, social distancing, spreading people out in buildings so that we don't uh, go against those CDC best practices. So my thanks to those Title X crews that are performing the intelligence, surveillance, reconnaissance mission, day in, day out, and overnight, uh, supporting uh, combatant commanders across the globe, and to the mission support group members that are keeping our installation open uh, anytime there's a problem with you know, heating and ventilation controls or electricity or water or wastewater, uh, keeping this mission open 24-7 to conduct that important business. In addition to what we are performing on our daily federal missions, we are still preparing to send people forward to the combatant commanders. Uh, those mission essential tasks have not changed. While there was initially a stop movement order that was trying to make sure that people were quarantined before they go overseas, the overall flow of making sure that we are sending airmen out for our regularly scheduled deployments will continue. So the training to get those airmen ready to go and to send them off uh, for whatever training they need pre-deployment and then off to the deployments will continue. And then finally, and most importantly, we're standing ready to support our homeland mission or our domestic mission. Right now, there's a little over a dozen airmen involved in security and medical tasks. Uh, we've also been looked at for logistics tasks and some others, but eventually we're gonna have general purpose taskings that are gonna come down that could involve any airman from the 102nd. That's why, again, I implore you, the first and foremost thing to do here is to keep yourself safe, keep your family safe, and follow those guidelines. As far as uh, 
some question and answer that we've gotten here. Uh, one of the first questions that uh, had come up talked a little bit about HP cons or health protection conditions. I think uh, as airmen, we were all very familiar with the force protection conditions or the FPCONs. We knew that FPCON Bravo meant something and FPCON Charlie was a heightened state and FPCON Delta meant something. Well, you also have HPCONs or health protection conditions and we pretty rapidly went from HPCON Alpha to Bravo and the installation currently is in HPCON Charlie. What that means is that there is a uh, substantial risk to the health of uh, our population. It is a public health recommendation. Uh, our all hazards working group talks about it and takes a look at it, but essentially it just means that there's a substantial health risk. And what it drives is several things that we've been doing now for well over a week. It involves single, single entry and exit points out of a building. It involves taking your temperature before you come in to make sure that you're not potentially uh, carrying COVID when you walk in the door. And it also involves the maximum use where we can of telework, social distancing, and other factors to try and keep people apart and to mitigate that spread while we perform those mission essential functions. The HPCON uh, Charlie will remain in place for the near term. There are almost 8,000 cases of COVID in the state of Massachusetts right now. And uh, while we will not report directly on the number of COVID cases for 102nd members because of operational security concerns, it is something that we're gonna continue to monitor and uh, continue to watch for. Another question that came up was on uh, the telework option for military members. So first I'll address this from the full-time force. Uh, we went through uh, quite a bit of work here for the last couple of weeks to try to increase the footprint of people who can telework. Initially, that was a fairly small number of our full-time workforce, and we have rapidly expanded that. It takes some logistics and some technical challenges to make sure that people are outfitted to access the VPN, to get at the information they need so they can perform their job from home. And uh, we've done quite an effort to get people uh, into that uh, mindset and capable of doing it. I recognize from doing some telework myself that uh, it's tough. It is a challenge to try to access uh, when you are competing with the whole country, trying to access VPNs and websites and other things. So uh, again, I thank you for working with it, grinding through it, and if necessary, kind of expanding the hours that you would normally work when a website is available after normal you know, East Coast work hours uh, to, to make sure we continue to get the mission done. Not every military member is eligible to, to telework. If you work in the trades, if you work in a facility that requires access to classified uh, you know, handling uh, systems, then you can't telework. So again, what we've tried to do there is to mitigate the risks as best we can, uh, aggressively cleaning down the facilities, making sure people follow all the personal hygiene rules, and again, monitoring people as they're kind of coming in and out of the facility. One other issue that came up on the full-time members specifically was also on leave. Can I still take leave that was previously approved? And the answer to that is yes, but. You can take leave, but it's in the local area only. Uh, right now, the tag is directed that no leave would be granted outside of the state of Massachusetts. Frankly, if you look at the news right now in the different states and what they're implementing, there's not many other places to go, as many states have uh, put out uh, restrictions for essential uh, services and essential travel. Uh, another question came up on, can I perform duty to make up the April and the May drill? So when the April drill, which was supposed to uh, take place this coming weekend, was canceled, we rescheduled that April drill for the June AT week, June 4th and 5th, 
with the understanding that people had already kind of planned that out of their uh, civilian jobs or schools that they were going to be here for that Thursday and Friday prior to the June drill. So that is the pre-planned location and time for a makeup drill. However, unit commanders have the flexibility to work with their members to reschedule that time for another uh, time and place as long as they accomplish the training that was missed in April. When the May RSD, which has just now been canceled, uh, we did not select a specific date, time, and location for the May regularly scheduled drill to be rescheduled to. There's just too dynamic a situation right now to try and pick dates out in the calendar. And we also realize that each unit has different challenges when it comes to this. Some units are looking at telework options for drill. Recently, the director of the International Guard and the adjutant general had loosened some of the restrictions on whether a drill status guardsman could do essentially telework for their drill weekend. A couple of the groups are looking at that intently to see if they could do computer-based training or other training events that would satisfy the overall annual training plan, but do it over a drill weekend at a telework status. There are, again, some logistics hurdles to that and some technical hurdles to that, not the least of which is generally you need to have a cat card reader and a computer at home that can access uh, the different DOD functions that you would need to do from home. But your unit will get in touch with you and let you know if they're going to have some kind of telework option for drill. Otherwise, we've led it to the unit commanders to look at alternate work locations, alternate shifts to bring in smaller groups of airmen, in a morning shift and an afternoon shift with some kind of air gaps so that they aren't uh, exposing one another to get that necessary training, especially for those people who are deploying forward. The other thing is we look forward in the schedule. We've got uh, our inspection, which was supposed to happen this weekend in April, has been moved to the September uh, RSD. And some people, if they own a project or a program, may elect to reschedule their May drill for the Thursday, Friday, or the Friday before that September uh, inspection uh, to have a little bit more time here to prepare and get their shop ready for it. So those are some of the options. And again, I encourage you to look with your supervisor on what uh, other options we could look at as far as making up that drill. The other thing that we're going to extend to our commanders is the option to you know, waive and excuse some drills if it's going to be a complete hardship. However, I've encouraged the commanders to really look at everybody's R&R uh, &R status, how many points they have for a good year, so that we don't put somebody in a situation where they don't have enough points for a good year. So again, I encourage you to work with your supervisors and your unit commanders to make sure that we're getting that right. Um, we had another uh, question on, could I be called upon to perform services outside of my AFSC? So this is uh, kind of related to the domestic operations mission or DOM ops in support of state and locals. And the answer is yes. Uh, you are a guardsman first, and your airman specialty is second, where sometimes our airmen are brought out and they're essentially working in their AFSC, like security, logistics, or medical. Uh, there are plenty of more general purpose taskings that we could get. Now, these have not dropped down to the 102nd yet, but some that we're looking at uh, could be as simple as delivering food to communities that are hard hit by COVID, uh, manning call centers, just having a caring, uh, concerned, and knowledgeable voice uh, directing a call center on testing or some other information from the community is a place where our guardsmen could get involved. Uh, while we could have our medical folks training people on how to properly wear PPE or protective equipment, any airman could be the ones that help deliver that PPE and get it to where it needs to go so that our medical professionals and our frontline uh, first responders can use it. Uh, 
And then we could uh, continue to provide some support to our local emergency uh, centers, whether those be in the city, county, town, uh, to augment their planning functions. In the military, regardless of our AFSC, we get pretty good at the functions of trying to get through a plan and to get through a mission, and we may augment our state and locals in that way as well. And then just something as simple as uh, assisting with disinfecting, cleaning, and uh, helping people move into a facility and making sure that it's safe. Uh, another uh, mention that came out is, you know, how can I help? What can I do right now? I know it's tough to, to stand and wait. When I look at the history of this wing, uh, you know, 9-11 was the last event that occurred on this wing, and I think it was, uh, in some ways, a little bit easier for everyone to just come in immediately and do their job because there was an immediate need and people could just kind of rush the gates and start generating aircraft and send them out. This is a little bit more of a slow burn, but the need will come as, again, we rise towards that apex. So what you can do right now is just to continue to keep yourself safe and your family safe so that you are healthy and ready to go when we do make that call. Uh, so while it's counterintuitive to say stay at home and keep yourself safe, that's exactly what we need to do right now. And in the meantime, let your supervisors know that you're ready and raring to go. And as those taskings come down, we'll match you out and we'll, we'll get you out there to help the citizens of the Commonwealth uh, that will increasingly need our help in the coming days. Uh, one quick mention to our student flight members, they had some questions about basic military training. While several training events across the country, including training events that we had planned here at Otis, are being canceled or curtailed, basic military training is continuing because it is an imperative mission for the United States Air Force and all the services to continue to train new airmen, new soldiers, new sailors coming through the system. However, basic military training has cut its throughput in order to create some social distancing with the trainees as they go through. What that means for student flight members is in many cases their shift date may be shifted a little bit to the right and they may be delayed going out. So uh, our FDO, Master Sergeant Escobar, has been in touch with them directly to let them know kind of the best information that we have right now. And again, it's an evolving situation, but as BMT dates kind of firm up on what the, the new schedule will be, we'll make sure that people get out and get to BMT, get to the tech schools, and then get back to the 102nd to be in the fight. So. Uh, in closing, I just want to remind everybody that uh, this is a, a long march that we've, uh, we've started. It's early April right now. We've been under some of the self-isolation uh, conditions for the last couple of weeks. But if you look at the projections, we are still on the upswing and we have not hit apex as far as cases go. That means that the call to the National Guard is still going to come out and it's going to come out for weeks and then for months. And it's tough to decide you know, when that new normal is going to exist, but we're definitely weeks and potentially months away. So I need you to understand that we're all in this thing together, uh, realize that we're going to have to depend on one another, take care of each other and your families, reach out to people through the social media means that we have so that you are dealing with which is you know, a completely abnormal situation and to try and kind of reduce that anxiety and uh, concern, just reach out to people and talk with them. Uh, and the one thing that we can control is again, following those CDC guidelines, keeping ourselves safe and being ready for that tasking uh, as we come through. And then finally, just a, uh, a reminder that if you feel like you are sick, uh, call your primary care provider. Uh, look at the CDC website for kind of knowing the warning signs uh, of COVID and make sure that you don't uh, come into a situation where you're potentially infecting others or causing others to be in a self-isolation mode. Uh, we will continue to update you with information as we uh, get to know it. And again, thank you for all you do and uh, have a great afternoon.